episode 32 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them, and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Happy New Year. I hope you're having a positive start to 22. I've decided that this is the year I'm going to stop saying 20 in front of the year. It's time to go old school, the way we used to say the date before the year 2000. Like I always said, I left Minnesota and I moved to California in 87. I moved to London in 92. I got married in 98. I didn't say 1987, 1992. So it's time to drop the 20 in 22. Are you with me on this? (laughs) It's no secret that I absolutely love a fresh new year. I see it as an opportunity for a reset. It's too easy to live in autopilot and a new year reset is just what's needed to shake things up so you don't get too comfortable and just keep doing what you're doing because you're used to doing it that way. That's my robot voice. (laughs) I feel so passionate now about helping people to recognize when they're living their lives in autopilot because autopilot feels normal. Autopilot feels safe. You don't usually realize when you're in autopilot and you end up sleepwalking through another year. But we all need to grow and expand and awaken and keep life feeling fresh and exciting. And that means shaking up routines and trying new things and new approaches, and yes, stepping out of our comfort zones. And I have learned for myself that the best things have come when I have stretched out of my comfort zone. And then that becomes normal and comfortable, and then it's time to stretch into a new zone of discomfort. I've actually learned to get very comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) I always track my progress year on year, I've got this annual ritual of reflecting back over my previous year and writing my key takeaways and insights. And then I look towards the new year ahead and I set my heartfelt intentions. I explore on paper what I'm ready to grow into and what I want to create and manifest into my life. I started doing this annual ritual in the year 2000. So this is my 22nd year of doing this. And quite honestly, it is life changing. 
So for this episode, I'm going to open up my 22 design my year workbook, and I'm going to share some of what's come up for me as well as what's going on with my word of the year. Back in episode 14, I shared all of my words of the year since I started having one in 2013 and the impact that having a word of the year has had on me in my life. I really recommend you listen to episode 14 if you're new to choosing a word of the year or if you'd like some inspiration. By the way, this Design My Year workbook that I'm going to be sharing from is something that I created and I update each year for my Project We members. Project We is my online membership club. It's for women who want to work on their lives alongside me and others. We have around 130 members now from all over the world. There is a community forum for weekly and monthly accountability check-ins, support, resources, heaps of inspiration and motivation to keep you focused and on track throughout the whole year. So long after the new year buzz has waned for most people, we're all going strong all year long. Honestly, the growth I have witnessed these women experiencing is incredible. There is great power in working on your life with others. And in many ways, it's easier to do it with a group of women outside of your normal circle because there is no judgment, no jealousy, no holding back on sharing a big audacious goal or a fabulous win because you're afraid of the reaction you might get. Or if they're having a bad time, you kind of think that you need to kind of tone it down a bit because, you know, it'd be really mean of you to start sharing all the great things that are going on in your life if things aren't great or, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, sometimes too, we can be afraid to share a personal challenge because of somebody who's in our inner circle might tell somebody else. And I don't know, with Project We, you just get this beautiful, broad range of perspectives and the ability to oftentimes reframe your circumstances and view them from a fresh lens. In Project We, you find nothing but positive enforcement, and that gives you courage and motivation to keep playing bigger. And soon, what happens is, You no longer care so much about what others in your life will say if you start doing things differently or you become a more empowered person because you're stronger in yourself and you realize it doesn't actually matter what others think. And maybe you were making up stories in your head about what others might think anyway. Like me, I was always afraid people would judge me for being too out there, too woo-woo if I mentioned manifesting or the universe or the kinds of books I was into or the modalities I was dabbling in. But when I started opening up in Project We about this stuff in 2019, I started hearing from some others who were the same as me or some others who were at least curious about this stuff. And it gave me just the courage I needed to run my High Vibe Journey program one year later. That was now exactly two years ago today that I I ran the High Vibe Journey for the first time for 12 Project We members. I can't even believe that that was actually two years ago. That was only two years ago because that opened up a whole new world for me and for them. Has it really only been two years? I actually have to figure this out. It's been two years. I have to say, I feel like I've done 10 years worth of growth in two years. So before I open up my date with me workbook, let me just say that new Project We members are warmly welcomed and you'll be sent this workbook, the full workbook as soon as you join. So 
Later this month, I'm going to be hosting our monthly live workshop. It's got an empowering new year theme. And then in February, we do our annual vision boarding workshop. And there's so much more good stuff coming up throughout this whole year. So if you're feeling the pull, come and join in. I'd love to meet you and help you to create your best year yet. Okay. I am here now with my 22 workbook and I'm going to choose just a few of the prompts. I mean, there's so much here, but I'm going to choose a few and I'm going to hope that my examples inspire you to set some valuable time aside for this important reflection time. And you know what? I haven't done a PDF workshop for many of my last episodes the way I used to. So I'm going to put whatever prompts I mention here into a worksheet for you. I don't want you to have to press pause and to try to scribble these down as you're listening. So let me see here. I'm going to start with, did you try any, uh, no, I'm going to do what, what's something brave you did in 2021? When did you step out of your comfort zone and what happened when you did? And I wrote, I branched my work into the wonderful world of woo woo. It has been well received. Um, so I did a one-on-one Zoom tarot sessions. I started doing those. How that came about actually was that I do this intuitive tarot sessions with my friend Leonore every January. And I do this seven card layout called the flying bird layout. And we do it together and I do a spread for me and a spread for her. And it's always amazing. But last January, we were in lockdown. She was in Amsterdam. I was in London. And I tried to figure out how I could do this tarot reading like by Zoom. It seemed kind of impossible, but I found a way. And that opened up this whole idea that I could be doing Zoom tarot sessions. It had never occurred to me before. And so that is something brave that I did last year was decided to doing tarot sessions into Zooms and doing them to people outside of like my really close inner circle. And oh my goodness, I think I know that it was doing that that led me to being able to then do soul transformation therapy sessions with people and doing soul plan readings for people. And it just opened up all kinds of things because I stepped out of my comfort zone. Absolutely amazing. I also wrote down that I just feel like I was even braver in my podcast last year, just talking much more about all of this stuff and not holding back. So thank you guys. Next question. Did you expand your knowledge or understanding on any subjects? Reflect on any books, courses, or workshops that broadened your perspective or enriched your life? And I put, I became a certified soul transformation therapist in March and a soul plan reader in July. And guys, I haven't even put that onto my website yet because I get so many referrals. If I do one, they tend to tell one or two or a few other other people. And so my calendar for January has been completely booked out and I haven't had a chance to put anything on my website yet. I'm just doing it word of mouth at the moment. So if you're curious about a soul plan reading, just send me an email, hello at myprojectme.com and I'll send you the details. I learned more about crystals. I, what else should I do? Oh, I started following Lee Harris. I'm doing his Own Your Worth course, and I just bought another course he's doing on channeling, and I read a really great book called Opening to Channel, and I 
also wrote down that I attended some Project We workshops that I found really inspiring. Now, I host most of the Project We workshops myself, but sometimes members hold their hand up and say, I've got an idea and we can bring in this person, or they themselves have a talent that they would like to present to the group. And two of the workshops that I attended as a guest this year in Project We were both EFT tapping workshops. One was run by Zandra Spencer. I've done podcast episodes about my sessions with Zandra Spencer before, but we collaborated on this really cool idea. So because at the beginning of every year, I run a workshop on vision boarding, we realized that like halfway through the year, what if there's something on your vision board that isn't really coming into manifestation and you're feeling a little bit low vibe about it? Wouldn't it be really great to run a tapping workshop where you can do EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping on any feelings that you're having about whether that's going to really happen or not. So I got to be a guest in the very workshop that I kind of conceived with Sandra. And I saw something on my vision board, which was my dream vision of my house in Ibiza. And of course, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, I manifested this dream house in Ibiza, but it needs a complete and utter refurb. And I was by June, by the halfway point of the year, feeling pretty low vibe about the house, I have to admit. You know, we we hadn't hired a builder yet. There was just, the building work hadn't even started yet in June. And I was thinking, we are not going to be in this house by summer. And I was pretty devastated because I can't imagine not spending my summer in Ibiza. And so Zandra led us through this tapping session. And I got this vision during the tapping session of us having this amazing team of builders and the builders having this really great energy and everything going on time and on budget. And I had this vision suddenly that came into my head of me carrying like a tray of baked goods into the house while the builders were all doing their various plumbing and electrics and everything. And me like bringing them baked goods and them smiling and like, you know, unwrapping their baked goods. I don't know. And it just had this like at the end of the session, At the end of this workshop, I said, I just feel so positive now about the house and that it's going to take some time to finish and it's fine. And I just felt really, really good by the end of it. And that shifted the energy and I ended up manifesting like the most brilliant builder, like, oh my gosh. Um, So there you go. That was a really, that was a really life-changing workshop for me. And then another Project We workshop, that was another tapping workshop was Liz Hancock. And she's a member um, who joined last year and she wanted to do a tapping workshop on money and getting over any um, money stories that we tell ourselves. I found that one really powerful as well. Let's see. Next question is, let me just figure out what I want to read next. Okay. What raised your vibes and brought you the most joy? And I put being in such a close, happy, loving marriage. 2021 was our first year of being empty nesters, both boys off at university. And yeah, what brought me the most joy was surprisingly, I wouldn't have imagined it, But having to move out of our house at the end of January with no place to live because we couldn't move to Madrid because the travel restrictions were in place and we had nowhere to go and all of our stuff in storage, which at the beginning of the year felt very kind of, oh my God, ended up being what brought me the most joy because my husband and I 
got to go live in various Airbnbs across London and explore new neighborhoods during lockdown, you know, where we could, it wasn't lockdown where we couldn't leave the house, but it was lockdown where all, everything was closed. So we just got to explore London with empty streets and it was just amazing. <laughs> so that actually brought me so much joy. I put what brought me joy as variety, living in different places, getting to live in the before version of our house in Ibiza because the building work wasn't done by summer. And it brought me such joy to live in the rundown, wonky version of our house as it was because that showed us all kinds of things that we wouldn't have done in the renovation project. It's okay that it's all taking like, we're not going to be in it until summer of 22 now. And it's all okay. And I'm realizing that that leads into kind of more of my reflections on just trusting and allowing things to unfold naturally, not fighting against reality, uh, all of that. So that brought me a lot of joy. I put amazing podcast reviews um, realizing how many people around the world listen to this podcast. It just blows my mind that this podcast is in the top 2% of podcasts worldwide and how many listeners there are and the reviews and everything. So that brought me a lot of joy. So thank you. You're a part of that. And I also wrote that what brought me joy was my extended online relationships through my membership and my high vibe journey programs and running my all of my higher programs, my higher, my H2O programs, when when you're surrounding yourself, even online, with people who are raising your vibrational frequency, like it, it just brings me so much joy. So thank you to everybody who's done any of my programs or is in my membership this year. You have brought me a whole lot of joy. What did I learn about myself in 2021? I wrote, I am awakening more and more. I am able to create safe light boundaries around my energy field that protects me. I am able to credibly do higher conscious work that feels light and right. I learned that my soul's plan is to bring circles of people together and to be a catalyst for change with my positivity and my sun energy. This was wonderful because when I had my soul plan reading done, I realized that a gift I have is being the circle that brings people together. Like that's actually my soul destiny. And it was just so affirming because obviously I'm doing that with my membership and with my programs, but I'm seeing it now from the higher level of it, that this is just the beginning. Like I'm gathering people around me and it's going to be elevating all of us into higher levels, a really profound awakening that I have had in 21 that I've learned about myself. And the other thing I learned is that one of the talents that that my soul chose to come in with in this lifetime is my positivity, my radiant sun energy. I have sometimes dimmed my dimmer switch down because I've thought that if I'm too positive, they're going to think I'm a Pollyanna, that I'm too kind of like, I don't know. I just thought it'd be too much for people and that there's a lot of people that you need to have compassion when they're not on a high vibe level. And I do have compassion, but I think that sometimes I worry that if I'm being too high vibe about everything that people think I'm not being compassionate about people who are in a hard place. But I learned through my soul plan that it is actually my gift to be shining my light as brightly as possible. And so I'm no longer toning it down. And that feels really good. 
I also put that I learned that I'm able to swiftly move through low vibe emotions and come out the other side faster than ever before. I mean, it's incredible now how I'm able to not mask it, not hide how I'm feeling, nor distract myself and not think about it, but I'm able to like feel it and feel it in every cell of my body when I'm feeling something hard. And then I'm able to let it pass out through me from the other side. And it's as if I have this higher perspective, like there's me, human being, Kelly, me. And then there's like this higher consciousness, me perspective that's able to see that anything I'm feeling is how I felt before at previous times in my life. And that's always turned out okay. And I've always moved through all those hard times. I've always moved through those challenges and everything's always been okay. So it goes back to that trust thing again. And I'm just really amazed that how quickly I'm able to do that now. It used to take me like quite a long time. I could do it, but it took me like a process of doing it. And now literally I can just like process it and move on like really remarkably fast. I also learned about myself that the more I open my heart, the more magnetic I become. That again was part of learning my soul plan that my heart energy, it's all about opening my heart and becoming magnetic Yeah, learned a lot about myself in 2021. And I actually just had to get myself a brand new journal because from May of 21 until the end of the year, I filled up an entire journal of learnings about myself. Um, Yeah, journaling continues to be such an incredible personal growth tool for me. I did a podcast episode on journaling, if you want to listen to that one. And I'm going to post a picture of my new journal on my Instagram that's at Kelly Project Me because and on my Facebook page because I want to show you this fabulous new journal I just got. Okay, how many months out of 12 did you do your life wheel check-in in 2021? Okay, so if you don't have the life wheel tool, the life wheel is how the framework for how I how I live my life for quite a long time. And it's what I share and it's what I teach. So you can go to myprojectme.com and it's on the homepage and you can just download that. And This life wheel check-in is to do every single month. It's not something that you just do at the beginning of the year. It's something you do every month. And that is the key to staying out of autopilot. Check in with your life and check in with each of the individual areas that make up your life because all of those, they all have an influence on each other. And sometimes you can think that it's one thing that is dragging you down. And when you do this check-in every month, you go, oh, in actuality, there's this. And if I just gave this some more attention and likewise, it gives you the opportunity to really see all the good things that are going on in your life. Cause sometimes we just brush right on by that stuff and we don't pay enough attention. So, um, I wrote down which life area did you tend to score the highest each month and why do you think that is? And how did that make you feel? And I put personal growth, high scoring 10 out of 10 every single month. And that feels amazing because I now see the personal growth pedal on the Project Me Life wheel flower as being the most important pedal on the entire wheel. To think that I used to market, like when I would rate my my personal growth pedal every month, one through 10, depending on, you know, how I felt, I used to market on whether or not I felt like I had journaled enough that month or done some yoga or done some meditation or read a particularly inspirational personal growth book. And it was that kind of tick the box thing of like, you know, how did I do this month? Now, 
it is so innate in me to be doing my high vibe practices and to be, you know, my meditation and my journaling and all of this stuff is just a part of my life now that there's no more kind of, how did I do this month on that? It is just like, I wouldn't live my life any other way. So 10 out of 10. And which life areas did you tend to score lowest each month? And why do you think that is? And how did that make you feel? And I put productivity. I, I, I marked myself low each month on productivity, but I didn't feel low vibe about it because in 21, I preferred to flow. I had been sticking to this kind of, you know, the system that I have, you know, of like Trello is where I keep my master to-do list. And then I have my design my day action sheet and I go to my Trello board and I, I move things into what I'm going to do each day. And I've had this system that I've been doing for years and I, I teach it in my um, master to-do list Trello training video, which you get <laughs> with Project We membership. And I have been doing that for so long, but in 21, I needed to just let go of my long list of to-dos and projects and allow space for the unplanned and the unexpected to enter. And if I had stuck to this hole in January, I need to do all this stuff, I know for a fact that I wouldn't have done the soul plan training practitioner course. I either wouldn't have seen it because these things don't appear on your radar if you are too busy with other things. And I also would have felt too busy. I would have been like, oh, I can't do that right now. But because I left this space in my life at the beginning of the year, it, it allowed in the unexpected. And yeah, so I put low score on productivity turned out to be a good thing. <laughs> and it also, it wakes me up to the importance of space and time to flow and just be. So yeah, I'm going to be instigating again, something I did a couple of years ago, hashtag flow Fridays. So flow Fridays are going to be when I leave my desk and I go over to my membership club. It used to be Soho House in London, but now I've joined Matador Club in Madrid and it's within walking distance of my house. And I've never been there yet to work ever. I mean, it's not really a working place. I don't want people to be sitting around on laptops, which is great because I don't actually own a laptop. I have a big desktop computer that I can't take with me. So what it means is on Fridays, I'm going to go there with my journals. I'm going to go there with my, my books. And I'm going to, you know, if a friend wants to come and meet me for lunch, they can come and meet me there. And it's going to be, I'm going to reinstate that again because that was so good for me in 2019. Obviously, I couldn't do it in 2020 because of lockdown. So I'm going to do that again. And I do need to be more productive this year. I think I talked about that more in another answer. So I'll move the page over here. Oh yeah, that was from my my year ahead stuff. I'm still on I'm still on the reflections part. Okay, so did you have a word of the year in 2021? And how did that word influence you? And my word was trust. And it was my beautiful screensaver all year. I made a really beautiful image with trust on it. And yes, it it had such an impact on me. More than ever, I trust myself. I trust that everything is always working out for my highest good. I trust that things are unfolding in divine, perfect timing. I trust that things that don't make sense right now will later on. I surrender. I trust. And this allows life to happen for me. I used to be a real life happens by me person, you know, that was in my Tony Robbins days. <laughs> I felt like I had to achieve so much and do so much. 
And I still have big goals and I still have a lot that I want to achieve, but I now allow for trust and surrender. And that means that life happens for me, that opportunities land in my lap, that things just are on my radar that wouldn't have been on my radar, like I said before. And then I'm just following that breadcrumb trail. And that just comes from just trusting, trusting, trusting. So that was a brilliant, brilliant word for 2021. And then I've got a section for reflecting on my vision board for 21. I won't go through all that. There's a gratitude list for 21. And I wrote all kinds of things I'm grateful for. Love, so much love in my life. Adventure, variety. Thank you for these experiences of moving three times in one year. And also all of my stuff being in storage and just living a minimal life. I'm still just living with my clothes. I'm living in a rental apartment in Madrid and with just the stuff that came with this house, you know, the kitchen stuff, the the bedding, like everything is just, you know, belongs to this house, not to me. All of my stuff is still in storage. And it's really quite liberating, I have to say. It's really nice to live with less stuff. I am so grateful for this next chapter of my life opening up for me so beautifully. I am so grateful for my boys, seeing them grow into such incredible young men. And I'm infinitely grateful to be their mother. Freedom. I feel so free to be me now. It's a new sense of freedom that I'm feeling. Ufe, my builder on the Ibiza house. I could not be more grateful for having him creating our dream home. My health, my immune system is mighty and strong. I am fit. I am flexible. I am strong inside and out. My work to be so in love with what I do is such a gift. And then I just, there's a space to write some further reflections on 2021. I wrote, thank you, 2021. I love you. And then I added that my younger son asked to have a soul plan reading with me over the Christmas break. And the reason I'm so excited about this is because I have two sons. My older son is the one who's always been super into the universe. And, you know, he read The Secret with me. And if you heard that podcast episode, he read The Magic with me. He's he's like my, my little woo-woo buddy, right? And my younger son has always been the eye rolling at us and like, you know, oh my God, you guys are nuts kind of person. And so I just kind of thought, well, okay, you know, I'll just leave him to it. And he actually asked to have a soul plan reading with me and it was beautiful. He took everything on board. He, you know, he's 19 and he's an incredible human being. And it was just so nice to be able to have his permission because I can't go into somebody's soul plan, you know, without their permission. So it was just so wonderful to go into his soul plan and be able to share it with him. And it was just so him. It was unbelievable. What his challenges are is unbelievable. Like, you know, and it was just nice to be able to tell him what these kind of things about his personality and about the way that he does things, but not doing it from this kind of, you know, mother nagging kind of thing, but like, Hey, you know, this is like the challenge that you have. And then to be able to share his gifts with him was wonderful. I loved that. I do want to be honest about the fact that I am skipping over questions about my biggest challenges in 21. There is space to reflect on those challenges and whether with the benefit of hindsight, I'd have approached any of these challenges any differently. And the reason I am skipping over sharing them here is because they involve other people. And so they are not my own to share publicly. That is a lesson that I learned the previous year. And I have definitely learned from that lesson. So I will leave it at that. 
So then we move into the whole section on 2022. Sorry, 22. <laughs> There's still a time and a place to say 2022. I just like to say 22 more often now. Um, so I'm not going to go through all of this, but I've got, let's see. What are you holding on to physically, emotionally, or energetically that is no longer needed or serving you? What clutter can you clear out? What can you release in 22? How will that make you feel? And I put delete huge chunks of emails, unsubscribe from newsletters that used to, but no longer serve me and my growth at this at this moment. You know, there were lots of things that have helped me and newsletters of people that have like have been wonderful for me over the years. And I'm just like moving into other things now. And so it's time to unsubscribe. There's also a lot of distraction-y kind of newsletter-y emails you get. So goodbye to online shopping newsletters. I don't need to know about your sales and offers. And how that will make me feel is lighter and it will make my computer lighter too. And then I put Trello. I'm going to go into my Trello board. I do this every year. I'm going to create a fresh board for my master to-do list so that I'll actually use it again to organize my legitimate tasks and projects, you know, clean it all up. And what I'm going to do is delete the stuff that, you know, I, I brain dump into Trello and it's brilliant because it means that I'm not holding too much stuff in my head all the time. If I think of it, I open up the Trello app on my phone, boom, I dump it in there. But what happens is that Trello board, there's all these columns and cards and everything. It just becomes saturated. And so I need to just delete the ones that I'm a little bit like shrugging my shoulders, like, okay, I guess that felt like something I wanted to write down at the time, but no. And there's probably a lot of stuff in there that is like all the ideas I get. I'm an ideas person. That's another thing I found out when I had my soul plan reading is that I my, my challenge is that I'm an ideas person and I have loads of infinitely creative ideas, but that distracts me and I get that kind of shiny object syndrome and I go here, there and everywhere. And so I'm going to take all of those juicy, beautiful ideas that I have and I'm going to park them over in the ideas parking lot and get them out of all these other columns where they've kind of kind of saturated their way into, into all the other columns. Just clean up my Trello board. What? life areas are deserve greater attention or focus for the year ahead and why and I put productivity I need to chunk and block out time so I'm focused and not flitting I'm over feeling like my work zaps my creativity I want to have a beautiful balance each day between work and play and so I'm going to do dance breaks I've been doing that actually just putting on music like there's not like 80s music not like even dance music, I've got this playlist that is all this kind of tribally, kind of spiritual, fantastic, amazing music that just makes me, it just energizes me and I can just dance to one song and then I can sit back down again and my energy is completely shifted and my feet are tingling right now. If you've heard previous, whew, if you've heard previous podcasts, you'll know that when my feet are tingling, it's my higher self coming through and telling me yes. So my feet are tingling like mad as I say that. And I also really want to balance out my masculine and my feminine energy when it comes to my productivity. And what I mean by that is I used to be very in my masculine. Masculine energy is the getting stuff done, having goals, achieving, you know, it's that it's the male energy and there's nothing wrong with that. That's how we move forward and everything. The feminine energy is our intuition 
our, you know, that, that feminine energy inside of us that needs to just be and be silent and listen for the guidance that comes through. That's where the journaling comes in and all of this. And so the way I used to live my life was so in my masculine and then I would burn out. And the way I lived my life in 2021 was so in my feminine. It was amazing. I just flowed from thing to thing. I didn't worry about whether it made sense. Like I said, I haven't even put anything on my website about all this new work I'm doing in 21. I'm like, the old me would have been like, I have to create a page for this. And the new me is like, yeah, people will just find it. (laughs) And so now that I am working with Leonore Falcon to create a new business strategy, for taking Project We bigger. I've been been told by many of my amazing Project We members. Thank you, Michelle and Jude and Susie and Helen, everybody who keeps telling me like Project Me and Project We is like the world's best kept secret. Like how is this not much bigger than it is? And so Leonore Falcon is helping me to realize my my vision and everybody else's vision that they have of like growing this into something really outstanding. So for that, I'm going to need to be in my masculine energy a bit more. You know, I'm going to need to knuckle down a bit and get things done. But now that I know the difference between masculine and feminine energy, I'm going to bring a balance of that into my everyday. And so, yeah, alignment before action. If you've done my high vibe journey program, you will know what I mean by that. Then I put, how will you make even more out of your Project We membership this year? And of course, I put that question into the workbook for my members because there's so much content in the membership hub. And a lot of them say, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that that was there. And so I put that question there to get my members to ask themselves how they're going to make the most of their membership. Are they going to attend more live workshops? Are they going to watch the replays of the ones they missed? Are they going to go into the content hub and download some of the exclusive worksheets? Are they going to, you know, this kind of thing? I want them to, are they going to check into the Monday motivation and the weekend wins post in the community? All of that. So that's why I made that question. So then I got to it and I thought, oh, how do I approach this question? And then I realized what my answer was from the membership owner's perspective. I will hire a team. I knew this anyway, but I'm clarifying this. With their support, I will be free to create H2O experiences, soulful copy that attracts an abundance of soul plan sessions, podcast episodes that attract Project We members and high vibe journeyers, videos, live workshops for my bigger community. I will be in my zone of genius, which is creativity. I also wrote my second book, dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to do a separate podcast episode about that because at the very end of 21, I manifested a book writing coach. So there is a second book in the making. So in order to make the most out of Project We, I am hiring a new experience team. And that's really exciting to think that I'm going to have a lot of people helping me now. Love that. Who are you willing to let yourself become in 2022? Think about that question. It's a hard one. And I actually got to that in my workbook and I thought, wow, why did I write that? Are people going to get stuck on this question? Who are you willing to let yourself become in 2022? So I decided to not overthink it and to just put my pen on the paper and see what came out. 
and what came out were two lines. A channeler of higher wisdom. A creative conduit for it to flow through me. Wow. I looked at that and I thought, oh gosh, yeah, that corresponds with me reading that book, Opening to Channel, and me buying but not doing yet the course on channeling. And it used to involve me getting over like being freaked out about the idea of channeling through information because I didn't want to be Esther Hicks. (laughs) I didn't want to be like that. And I thought that that's what channeling was. And because in 21, I learned about what channeling actually is. I've realized that we are all capable of channeling. And it doesn't mean that we're in front of large audiences and we're like channeling an entity. It's not like that. So I am just going to become in 2022 and a channeler of higher wisdom and a creative conduit for it to flow through me. (laughs) And I'm really excited about that. And then there's a whole space to be able to brainstorm and heartstorm things that you hope to manifest into your reality or experience in this year. I won't go through all that stuff. But then at the end, it says, what's a longer term dream that excites you and scares you in equal measure? And I wrote, writing book two. I am manifesting all this support to write it. And yet I resist out of fear of failure fear of wasting my time when I could be creating programs and podcasts and using my creativity in other ways. And then I wrote, what if it's easy? What if it is a beautiful success? So there we go. Watch that space. 2022 is the year that I will further master the art of staying connected to my inner self and not lose my spiritual connection when I'm with other people. I will be present with my inner self, even when I am surrounded by others. Do you guys ever feel that where you are like really connected when you're meditating or you're doing yoga or you're alone in nature or you're journaling and you've got this really amazing sense of like connection and then you're with other people (laughs) and they're triggering you and you just, you just, you just aren't your best self. So In 2022, I said that this is the year that I will further master the art of staying connected to my inner self and not lose that when I'm with other people. I really, I'm going to write this down and because this is a really big one for me. I also wrote that this is the year that my ascension into my soul light will enable me to hold space between two vantage points. I'll be of earth while also being the light of my soul. Become it, be it allow it through my body. I make time for what really matters to me. And in 2022, I will make time for cultivating a deep, meaningful practice with my inner self. Dance breaks for clearing energy and raising my frequency. Creation, podcast episodes, H2O experiences, my retreat, my second book, journaling as a vehicle for channeling, and then going back and integrating, then creating content from that channeled information, business strategy, and financial success. The next question is, one year from now, I will look back on my year and think to myself, wow, what a year of expedited growth. Stepping fully into my talents has created immense 
joy and abundance. When I immerse myself fully in creativity and creation mode, I am in my joy and this creates a ripple effect far and wide. (laughs) Wow. And then there's a place to brainstorm some of the words and images that you want to add to your 2022 vision board. I've got lots of great ideas there. And then there's the page to heartstorm a word of the year that will encompass a core value you want to live by or a feeling you wish to fully embrace, just something that's going to be like your your guiding word for the year ahead. And as I said before, this has been so important to me and so I don't take it lightly. And I have done a whole heart storm of all kinds of words. And I kind of lumped them into little groups. Like I've been going back and, and adding to this. So I've got oneness because oneness is that connection with everything. And more and more, I'm realizing that we are all one, that there is no separation, that separation is an illusion. And so oneness, harmony, synchronicity, I've got awaken, that one is circled, unity consciousness, and unity, that's something I'm really exploring so much more this year, rise, expansion, expand, higher, deepen, magic, heart, magnetism, soul destiny, And then I've got play, dance, light. And then I moved into all this stuff about kind of the channeling. I wrote clear channel, guidance, clear. And then I wrote the word open. And I kind of resisted open because open was my word of the year in 2018. And in 2018, what it was all about was open to learning, open to experiencing, having an open mind, just being really open-hearted and open-minded. And 2018 was also the year that was my word of the year that I ended up opening my throat chakra. I didn't know that was going to happen in 2018, but that was when I had that experience I talked about in another podcast episode about having my throat chakra completely open. That episode is called Finding My Voice. So that word in 2018, open, was so powerful for me. But this time, I almost see it as being open, like the channel being open, opening my crown chakra to receive divine guidance and divine information, opening up my heart chakra, allowing for that magnetic heart connection. So open is definitely a leading contender. And then I put receive. And I brain, I heart stormed what that meant. Now we all have these energies that we need to be in balance of, of giving and receiving. And when we are giving, 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 our energy is going to be depleted, right? We need to receive as well. But likewise, if we're just receiving, 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 that's going to be an energetic imbalance as well, because we need to be giving. It's, it, it needs to be in balance, the giving and receiving. So think about that in your own life of just whether you are in more of the energy right now of receiving or giving and what you need right now. 
And I wrote down that I'm really in need of receiving because I give a lot, you know, I give a lot to my, my project we members and my, my community. And when I'm running a program, I give my all and, you know, I'm, I'm very much in giving mode and I need to be in receiving mode. So I'm open to receiving and I put guidance. I'm open to receiving abundance, opportunities, support, information, wisdom, energy, healing. Yeah, so the conclusion at the end of all of this is that I haven't actually decided on my word of the year yet. And the crazy thing is, I know what I need to do. I need to just like pick three of these that are most calling me and do the sway test. And if you haven't heard about the sway test yet, I talked about that when I talked about choosing the word of the year, but I'll just quickly go through it again. You take, for example, three pieces of paper and lightly you write down, you know, in pencil or lightly so you can't see through the paper. On each page, you write down the words. And then you spread them out on the floor. You know, I like, you know, do a little meditation first and everything. And then I stand on, I stand on each one one at a time. And I just feel energetically under my feet without knowing what that word is, just what's happening, whether how that feels. And then I ask, is this the word for my year ahead? And my body will either sway forward, and that means yes, or backwards, and that means no. And every time I do this, there's a very clear yes. There are two, like two of them are a no, and one of them is a yes. And then I just excitedly lift it out. And then there's just no more like, oh, maybe it should have been that. You know, like I just, I just, I just go forth with that word. And it always is the the perfect word. So I guess I could have done that before this before I recorded this podcast episode, but I just wasn't quite ready yet. So I will reveal my word of the year in the next episode. I hope that inspires you to really reflect on your previous year and think about your year ahead. And you can even write a letter to your future self. There's a website called futureme.org, and every year I use it to write a letter to my future me, and I set it to be sent back to me on the first of each year, and it's free. That's futureme.org, and I got mine on the first of January this year, and it was just so cool to just get that email on New Year's Day and to read my pep talk to myself that year. It was amazing. So there you have it. I'm very excited to imagine myself a year from now filling in my 23 workbook and reflecting back on my 22. And I have no doubt that there are things I can't even possibly imagine right now because in 21, I couldn't have possibly imagined the the things that I ended up doing. So just continuing to trust and be wide open. I'm now going to read you a very short poem by E.E. Cummings. And I'm dedicating this to everyone in my life who has believed in me this year so that I can keep taking risks and stepping out of my comfort zone and expanding. And that includes Project We members and all the listeners of this podcast and my dear friends and soul sisters. And I'm going to post this poem by E.E. Cummings on my Instagram in case you'd like to take a screenshot to keep it. We do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals that deep inside us, something is valuable, worth listening to, 
worthy of our trust, sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it all out with a sigh. I'm going to ask you some questions and these and more are in the PDF worksheet in the show notes. What's something brave you did last year? When did you step out of your comfort zone and what happened when you did? What are you holding on to physically, emotionally, energetically that is no longer needed or serving you? What can you release and how will that make you feel? Which area of your life deserves greater attention or focus in the year ahead? What are some changes or positive habits and rituals that will serve you well this year? Imagine this coming year and the things you hope to manifest into your reality or experience. This is the year that I will... I make time for what really matters to me, and this year, I will make time for. Now, inhale a deep, full breath in to invite in all that awaits you in 22, and then release 21 as you breathe out fully. You are the conscious creator of your life. No matter what happened in the past, you have the opportunity to enter this new year with the positive expectation that anything is possible. Thank you for listening to the Project Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe in your favorite podcast app. I really appreciate your reviews and you sharing it with your friends or on your social media channels. It is my dream vision for 22 to reach even more listeners around the world. Thank you. To get the free Project Me Life Wheel tool, head to myprojectme.com and that'll also put you onto my newsletter list to get updates on programs, retreats, and anything else I'm cooking up. You can follow me on Instagram, Kelly Project Me, or on Facebook, I'm Project Me Kelly P. New members are warmly welcomed into Project We membership. Join now to get the full version of the 22 Design My Year workbook and to join in on an upcoming Zoom workshop. As soon as you join, you get immediate access to my Start Here program and lots of tools and resources to help you to create your own Project Me. 
If you don't want to commit to a whole year without trying it first, take advantage of my offer of a month-to-month plan. Try it out for a month or two. You can easily cancel whenever you like. Go to myprojectme.com forward slash project we for all of the project we details. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown. Thank you.